Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favourite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish tech news. Hello and welcome to the show with me, Gillian Godsell. Now today, my guest is Joshua Verhale, if I say it correctly, who is the co-founder and CEO of Sparkworld. Joshua, welcome to the show. Thanks, Gillian. Thanks so much for having me. So excited to be here today. Yeah, no, great. So we've discussed it earlier. Your surname is Dutch, but you're actually living in um, uh, South Africa at the moment. I think you're born and bred, I should say, in South Africa. Yeah, um, born and bred me, in South Africa. Tell me a bit about your background um, and your career to date before we get to Sparkworld. Yes. Um, I'd love to. So a little bit about me as a person. So I'm Josh. Um, I grew up in Johannesburg, uh, which is sort of one of the main cities here in South Africa. Um, I moved down to Cape Town, which is another city in South Africa, to complete my studies. I studied at uh, the number one African university, University of Cape Town. I completed a triple major in economics, finance and environmental studies to keep it a little bit interesting. Um, honors in financial analysis, and I went into the traditional finance sector as a good graduate would do. Of course, um, of course. Yeah, how long, I think how the, long did you stay there? <laughs> uh, too long, <laughs> too long, evidently. Um, I was there for, for more than a few years, and I worked with international wealth advisories and worked um, with other um, sort of wealth management professionals and stumbled upon crypto, I think, in late 2013, early 2014. Um, as sort of this niche derivative um, alternative asset class of investing. It piqued my interest, and I think the rest is really history. I then uh, sort of got headhunted by another company that worked alongside some centralized exchanges, worked along some trading platforms and the likes, um, and eventually got involved and and created Sparkworld um, to try and sort of solve all the problems that we currently face in uh, the DeFi and NFT marketplace, and I'm sure we'll speak more about that later. We will indeed. First of all, I want to ask you though, uh, before we talk about Sparkworld, your project and how interesting it is, tell me what 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 appealed to you about uh, Web three crypto. You know, why the jump? Yeah, I think uh, Web three. It's, it's such an interesting place right now. It's definitely tech's sort of hottest buzzword at the moment. I think the term maybe is a little bit vague because it's always evolving. Um, and the meaning depends on who's talking about it. So Web3 and crypto, um, I think to understand Web3, you need to understand Web1 and Web2, where Web1 was that sort of original internet being just a read-only site and those blogs for, for websites and geared primarily for companies. Web2 was the sort of movement on of that in 2005 um, and is sort of where the likes of social media platforms now sit on. And it's that sort of user engagement as well, allowing you to interact with websites. And Web3 is the shift from that um, sort of to a new internet services and mobile application that sits on decentralized blockchain technology. So I know that it may seem a little bit, uh, a little bit vague, but uh, Web3, I think, is the, the latest and greatest that the internet has to offer, moving away from centralized organizations like Facebook, Google, Twitter, et cetera, and moving towards placing sort of the ownership back to individuals um, and the individuals can interact with Web3. It also has a a whole host of sort of features, one of which um, was the hot topic for me and my original interest, and that's decentralized finance or DeFi. So going from centralized finance, which was such a sort of laborious process of 
maybe trying to diversify your wealth, get some investments offshore, trying to do all these things backed with paperwork and centralized organizations. DeFi sort of was that new financial like product or host of financial products that allowed almost anyone anywhere in the world with an internet connection, the ability to access sort of lending, investments, and everything else that sort of centralized finance had to offer just now at much faster speeds. And it didn't also, it didn't have sort of that central authority overwhelming everyone and creating all of sort of these rules and regulations that aren't the easiest things to navigate, I think. But DeFi still has some problems, obviously. I mean, we're, we're in this space, we're loving yeah. it, but there are problems. So Spark World was set up to solve what problems? So I think when, when you speak about DeFi, another element uh, is NFTs or non-fungible tokens, right? That's also the latest hot topic. Um, so Spark World is an innovative community-centric Web3 ecosystem. And primarily at its core, it's a NFT launchpad. And what I mean by that is that an NFT project can come to us and they can launch their NFT collection. It can either be a bespoke launch or it can be a supplementary launch if they already have um, existing NFTs. It's also going to be an NFT marketplace aggregator, meaning that you're going to be able to buy and sell NFTs, not just the ones launched on our platform. It's going to aggregate the prices from a lot of different other sort of NFT partnerships. And we're also going to have some DeFi op offerings like staking and some LP tokens. So trying to provide essentially this go-to community hub, and it's all going to be based on the Avalanche ecosystem, moving away, I think, from Ethereum just because of the, the, the high gas fees that we currently sort of see and trying to move to a, a, another top tier layer one ecosystem. And I think also with them, so, so with something like Avalanche, there is the community. Is there some other Amazing. Yeah, the community, you know, the community is everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we, we want to creatively overcome sort of the challenges that you, we currently face in, in the NFT sector. So currently it's like a first come first serve. It's very bot orientated. Trying to get a whitelist is, is really difficult and sort of you can be taken advantage of. So the way that sort of Spark World aims to solve some of the problems in the NFT and in the DeFi sector is through sort of our new concept. And it's a gamified concept called Fair Prediction Launches or FPLs. So herein, you'd be able to predict the future price or volume of, say, the price of Avalanche, of the price of an NFT collection. And by doing that, you'd also be staking Spark tokens. You'd be getting guaranteed staking rewards. You'd get prediction-based rewards. You would also get NFT allocations based on the successful prediction, all while being non-punitive, meaning that if you have an incorrect prediction, you don't get any sort of financial loss um, or you don't pay any fees or any punitive sort of elements to it, which is definitely something quite unique and hopefully will benefit end users, benefit NFT projects, um, and yeah, keep everyone sort of on an interactive community basis. So this is like a win-win scenario, isn't it? So you buy the yeah, smart token, you come on, you make your predictions, you can stake as well. So you're you're earning yield, you're earning interest, Correct. You're staking, um, you are making predictions, and if you're successful, you get do you actually win NFTs or do you win the opportunity to buy the NFTs? So you can both actually. Yeah. So you can 
be, being like a top predictor, being a top staker will earn you the right to sort of free guaranteed NFTs while doing correct predictions and being sort of further down in the ranking earns you the right to purchase NFTs. Um, another beautiful thing I think about Sparkworld is that we're going to be doxing all of the NFT projects coming across, KYCing them so we know exactly what's happening. We're going to be vetting these, uh, these people. We're going to be providing you all of the links, um, every sort of bit of information you could possibly want. So it's a sort of end-to-end flow catering for both NFT projects and catering for users that want to be involved uh, in purchasing NFTs or just be involved in DeFi or the Avalanche community as a whole. That's interesting because I've been watching it's a coffee, coffee gizmo, whatever. Uh, there's so many scams out there in the NFTs and influencers yeah. coming in and you know pulling, it is, and then pulling out, and it's mm, it's not good. So, so what type, is, of, yeah. what type of collections do you expect to see um, on Spark so, I think primarily gaming NFT collections, um, but NFT collections that that like range from a wide variety of of sort of art, of music, of gamified solutions. I think at the end of the day, we're trying to onboard sort of top tier um, NFT projects, NFT projects that we see have sort of a good utility behind them, a real community and can benefit, I think, the DeFi and the sort of crypto community as a whole. We're looking to, like I say, verify the users, build a partnership with the NFT communities, bring those NFT projects to the Avalanche community, to the Spark community. Um, And it extends so much further than that. Eventually, what we're going to be bringing to light is the Spark World Hub. It's going to be incorporating sort of a collaboration with NFT projects, weekly, monthly prediction tournaments, guilds, metaverse integrations. So all of these sort of hot topics, we're trying to slam into sort of one unique um, ecosystem, one unique hub that's just going to be your go-to place. We really want people engaging with uh, with our project on a daily basis, not just something you come to once, forget about, leave. We want it to be something that you can you can spend some time there, you can interact with the community, you get amazing prizes, you get amazing NFTs, staking yields, sort of everything that's currently on the hot topic of, of Web3, DeFi, and cryptocurrency. That sounds very exciting. What Tell me, what are your five core values? So I think uh, our five core values, they, they're fairly encompassing of all of the individuals that built this project or that are currently building this project. And it's transparency, accessibility, accessibility, efficiency, fair prediction launches, and community. And to speak maybe a little bit about those individually. So for transparency, all of our events are going to be based on the blockchain, right? So they're going to be trustless they're going to be available for everyone to see we're going to have fully audited smart contracts so we want to be as transparent as possible we want you to know exactly how sort of everything operates what you're getting into and also have that trust behind it that you know it's going to be backed up by a smart contract so the funds going into our staking the transfers of the nfts everything is is based on a smart contract making it completely secure touching on the second sort of value accessibility. We wanna provide high quality projects and deal flow to users simply and efficiently, right? And that's gonna be based around their skill on predicting the future prices. So accessibility, anyone who knows anything sort of about DeFi will be able to access this. Um, And for those that don't, we're gonna be also providing tutorials how to on setting up from a start to finish flow because we wanna like cater to as many users as we can. Um, Touching on sort of efficiency, we want to have no false starts for Spark. It's going to be algorithm, algorithmically allocated rewards. It's going to eliminate gas fee usage. And we want to make it sort of as easy and efficient to use as a platform. 
touching on fair prediction launches. So I said before, it's sort of our go-to niche market offering. It's going to be where users predict the price of Avalanche being one of the first sort of native tokens on the network we're working with, as well as if there's any native sort of tokens for the gamified NFT project, um, or if there's anything else like the weighted volume of the NFT collection, all these different elements, we can predict um, the future price of it based on the outcome of that prediction, you're going to be winning that sort of whitelist spot, that ability to purchase an NFT. That fair prediction launch ensures real life users for the project at the end of the day, and also ensures that it's like solving all of those problems we spoke about before, like randomized minting, first come, first serve, and trying to alleviate the problem of like the whitelist going to the best friends of all the creators and, and all the problems that we currently face in the NFT space. That's more fair. And then I think... Yeah, and then I think last but not least, and it's so easy to say this, but community. Community is, is really at our core. We, not, we can't be a community-centric hub without community being one of our core values. Um, eventually, Spark is going to be turned into to a DAO. It's going to allow users and holders to have a say for the future of the platform. We really want to bring user participation in, whether that be on sort of an end-user basis, whether it be with the projects that we're partnering with. We want to know what the community wants and shift sort of our project accordingly. We've obviously got a very robust roadmap, but at the end of the day, without community, a project is nothing. So essentially those are our five core values. Interesting. So I was gonna ask about the roadmap, but before I do, are there any any competitors that you know of in this space? Com competitors when it comes to fair prediction launches, not one currently. So we definitely hold the market, uh, the market niche on that. Um, when it comes to marketplaces, there's, there's a whole bunch out there. When mm -hmm. it comes to aggregators, marketplace aggregators, there are a few out there. When it comes to DeFi offerings, there's a tremendous host out there. Um, so not I think maybe all combined, is that maybe? Not all combined, mm -hmm. yeah. And that that's sort of where the niche sort of idea of Sparkworld comes to life. And you mentioned the roadmap. Where are you on that roadmap at the moment? So we're in the roadmap. We're in we're in some some tense, tense stages. Um, we've sorted sort of all of the funding rounds. I think we're busy closing off the, the private funding round as we speak. We have uh, our development team working ridiculously long stop out, non-stop mm -hmm. hours. They're pushing as hard as they can to sort of get our, our DAP rocking and rolling. Um, we should have TGE within uh, the next month to month wow. and a bit. Yeah, so so don't quote me directly, but a month to a month and a half. A lot of TGE. Yeah, there's a lot happening. This is this is the crucial stages of the project, but it's all really coming together. And I couldn't really be happier with the progress, the team, us working with like our, our really good selective uh, strategic partners um, and really coming together. It's uh, it's the, the make or break moment and we have to make it. Brilliant. So tell me, and this is the question that I was provided, actually quite a nice question. How do you explain what you're doing to your mom or to your non-crypto? I'm not sorry, your mom probably is very crypto friendly. <laughs> your non to your non-crypto friendly folk. So then yeah, I think it's it's always a bit of a challenge trying to explain sort of Web3, DeFi, launch pads, NFTs to people who have not really any idea. Um, I think the way that I describe it is I take sort of centralized, I, I start off with DeFi really, because you can say we've got sort of centralized finance and you know about like lending, borrowing, investing, um, all of those different elements. Um, your bank does it. We all earn interest. We all sort of have exposure to loans and to credit. Um, but now imagine that without a centralized govern, like governing authority on that. Imagine that we all controlled it. I then sort of break into how do you talk about cryptocurrency? Cryptocurrency is sort of blockchain technology that blockchain technology is just a distributed ledger of every single person having 
a list of the transactions, understanding that we all have to be in general consensus before a transaction is locked in, making it completely secure and trustless. Um, and then eventually moving on to NFTs, being this idea of a non-fungible token, a JPEG, uh, a picture on the internet that has direct ownership rights with your wallet. That yes, anyone can take a screenshot of a JPEG, but that ownership will always reside with that wallet based on that trustless blockchain technology, based on the fact that no one can ever go back and sort of say you don't have it or any transfer that you make is just locked in forever. And when you sort of understand all of that, the key sort of values that cryptocurrency, blockchain, DeFi, NFTs have is that decentralized trustless aspect with accessibility to almost anyone in the world that has an internet connection and sort of providing good real like attainable returns because at the end of the day, people are looking to make money on their investments. People are looking to build communities. I think it's a lot easier to build a community in a DeFi space currently than it is through like traditional finance and traditional investing and elements like that. Um, and when I speak to like mom and dad about it, it still definitely does fly a little bit over their heads, but they, uh, they've definitely asked if I could purchase them an NFT or how can they get involved? And yeah, I think- so your mom and dad are not worried. That's, that's always the important bit, isn't it? You, you manage to persuade your parents, even if they're not maybe totally sold on what's happening. They know that you're, you're going in the right direction. Yeah, I think I think maybe where, where they're not completely sold on it is the physicality behind it. So like not having a gold standard like a currency does. But I think that tangibility is sort of replaced with the like the, the decentralized aspect and the ability to have trustless like partners and to, to make sure that it's a community-based approach. Like, Yes, there's not really a, a traditional asset backed in the true sense, but so many sort of protocols are coming out right now. So many products are coming out um, within the cryptocurrency marketplace that it's sort of alleviating all of those concerns that used to be there when it was just Bitcoin, um, sort of like they're all the concerns, then something else comes out. It's a, it's a very developing sector. And that's why I love when people talk about like crypto speed um, and it's just developing and, and any sort of like barrier to entry, any sort of question you may have about it, communities are aiming to solve that to make it accessible. It really is geared more towards the end user than it is the institution, which I think is where it's, it's that make or break sort of argument point um, and where I, and why I really believe it's the future. Brilliant. Well, I wish you every success, especially with the upcoming TGE date, not, not yet in, in stone, but coming very soon. Thank you so much indeed for your time today, Josh. Julian, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.